0: You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. America WK with your host, Andrew WK. It's hard enough just to run your own life than to run everyone's life. And I don't think we should look to these leaders or a stereotypical leader to lead our lives. Ideally, they should protect the conditions which allow us to live freely. America WK Saturdays 10 a.m. to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, you may have caught the debate uh, this last week on on uh, CNBC, and everybody was uh, you know all wound up about uh, CNBC's uh, bias coverage. Give me a break! You knew what to expect there. But Reince Priebus, the head of the uh, RNC, has uh, sent a letter to NBC News suspending the partnership. For the February debate in Houston uh, with NBC News. What? So they're just suspending it. They're not going to do it or they're going to make NBC, you know, bow down and promise to give them all kinds of good stuff. And we'll oh, promise I've got questions. <laughs> Rights. Here's an idea for you. It was already set up to be in Texas, in Houston. Not far from Houston is a place called Dallas. And The Blaze Mercury Studios will put it on for you, okay? And we may even make sure that somebody has their microphones turned up when they go to talk. But whether we want it or not, clothing always reflects the psychology of of whoever is wearing it. And if you look at the picture uh, that The Blaze has in the story of the uh, uh, RNC... Suspending the partnership with NBC, they've got all the tier one candidates rode up in their suits and ties. And uh, that's right no, Carly doesn't have a tie on. She's the only one that doesn't have a tie on, but she does have her female suit on. And as you know, I like to consider myself uh, fashion. I mean, I am fashion. Look, I know that some fashion guru said it years ago. But I like to consider myself fashion. Ah, it's just me. You know, it's just me. But I was looking through uh, the latest issue of GQ, the November edition of GQ. And uh, Sintra Wilson, the author of Fear and Clothing, Unbuckling American Style, uh, has a really fascinating article on the candidates. And some of it's pretty funny. Um This election's early favorites are all default to boxy charcoal gray suits, starchy white shirts, shiny silk neckties, shiny silk neckties, nearly always red regardless of party affiliation. It's a classic high-contrast leadership color I like to call fascist contemporary. (laughs) For their daytime casual look, the candidates remove their jackets and unconvincingly roll up their sleeves for a changing my own tires for the good of America appearance. <laughs> it's always been difficult to tell the many Republicans apart, both ideologically and satorically. And indeed, Mike Huckabee, John Kasich, and Lindsey Graham dress so identically and so without a trace of personality, they could all be pr- represented by the same Lego character. Crusty progressive Bernie Sanders stands out as the most consistently disheveled candidate. She does go after the Democrats, too, which I like. Disheveled candidate, a man whose style muse seems to be Jack Klugman and who can be easily imaged waddling unshaven under the White House lawn to retrieve his newspaper wearing a flannel bathrobe, tube socks, and blue blockers. <laughs> Jeb Bush. This is an article in November edition of GQ by Central Wilson. Jeb Bush, the fussiest politician since Mitt Romney, has the visual distinction of... Reaganing harder than others, his dial of prayer hair and higher thread count suits, his higher thread count suits that exude a fu wealth that the other rich candidates take care to avoid in the interest of wooing voters beyond just the two Koch brothers, Ted Cruz, a Hispanic Canadian Texan, favors dark suits that, combined with his helmet hair and concerned mortician demeanor, suggest he will bury America with somber dignity. It is difficult not to notice that with a pencil mustache, he would look exactly like the dashingly ghoulish Gomez Adams. The ladies of the race, Carly Fiorina and Hillary Clinton, have their own closet problems. Both are given a loud monochromatic suits in interchangeable electric blue and vermilion, projecting just the right blend of femininity and alpha gusto, with a shrill top note to send in the drone. <laughs> Nobody really knows why Donald Trump feels qualified or even wants to be president, but he has always dressed out grandiose delusions of ruling the world. Analysis have suggested that his radical hairstyle, the virile strawberry angora haystack, is a business power move intended to invoke confusion and fear, which of course it does, like a wig made of live snakes. Lately, however, he's been covering his cough with a Make America Great Again baseball cap, either to convince voters that he has the common touch or to protect them from being turned to stone. If we're going to elect one of these jokers to represent the world's most powerful powerful office, is it too much to ask that he or she have at least some style? As fashion is our most personal, most intimate art form, one we all practice every single day, regardless of what we wear. We oughtn't let our next president shuffle around the globe looking like some feral rube with his or her own reinforced changing bunker beneath the Nordstrom at the Pentagon Mall. Aren't we the people embarrassed enough as it is? (laughs) Fashion. Fashion for our political might in America. Hey, it's time change weekend. Oh, my goodness gracious time change weekend I don't know about you I don't know what I which time now I get confused what I like better daylight savings or we come back to regular time I don't know what I like better anymore I think I like daylight I think I like this time better the non daylight savings right so it gets darker earlier lighter I don't remember anymore so confused There is the argument that Daylight savings time uh, saves us crime, right? Because criminals don't like to, criminals don't like this. Get up early. They like to be out at night. So with daylight savings, uh, you know, there's less time for the criminals to do their crime. So it's, you know, it's better, right? Right. And remember that uh, you have to change your clock right at two a.m. Uh, Sunday morning. You can't do it before, can't do it after. Uh, otherwise, you'll you know you'd be in trouble with the time police. Uh, but there is so many clocks now that don't do it on their own, which is I like. Okay, I like it. I don't have to worry about it. You don't forget. Don't forget to do change the clock on the microwave up above the stove. You got to do that manually. Got to change the clock on the coffee maker. Don't forget that. You got to do that manually. The rest of them, I think you're good, right? Might have to change the clock. Uh, you got the one clock in the closet that you look at in the morning when you're getting dressed? Yeah, that runs on a battery. You need to do that manually. And uh, and you probably got the little clock in the bathroom that you look at from time to time when you're you know getting ready in the morning. You probably got to change that if it's hanging on the bathroom wall in the battery. And that's about it, probably. There might be a clock on the radio if you use your little shower radio to listen in the morning when you're taking a shower. You might need that Meaning, I might need to change that. Jesus, there's more than you think of. Oh, and you got the you got your grandma's favorite clock that you still have up on the mantle in the back bedroom. Don't forget to change that. Otherwise, you're going to go in there, you're going to go in there in a couple of weeks and go, "Oh my gosh. It's off." And then, "Oh, that's right, time change." And then you're going to have to change it. Just do it. Do it tomorrow. Be done with it. Okay? But all the rest, you're good with. Your phones, your computers, Right your cable boxes, although I don't have cable boxes anymore it's been a long I mean it's been a strange transformation week by the way of the cable. We may get into that uh, maybe today or some other time, but it's been a it's been a strange transfor- transformation being without uh eight hundred and fifty thousand channels of of television to watch. Uh, there's plenty of alternatives by the way. It has not been a withdrawal at all. Uh, it's just a matter of refocusing what and when you want to watch things. That's all. And so you you can do it. Doggone it. You can do it. I know you can. But you know what's strange is that I was reading an article. I don't know if we were talking about this. I think maybe, maybe, Glenn, maybe Glenn was talking about this. But I was so fascinated. You know, we're all happy you get your hour back, right? You get your hour back tonight at Daylight Save. I mean, yeah, tonight. You get it back and, you know, everybody's happy about it. Oh, no, you change your, you get you get, look, get that hour you lost. You get that hour you lost. Eh, do you? Do you? I don't think so. But anyway, it's, you know, it's kind of nice to have one day with that extra hour and then the rest of the week will have you all screwed up and, you know, you'll lose it. and You'll gain it back again, right? But there is a thing. This segmented sleep, that seems to be what humans are supposed to do. But we used to do it um, before electricity. So how do you get back to the segmented sleep with electricity? You probably have to, I don't know, be wealthy enough to not have a job. And then you could do it. right? Because I don't want to live without electricity. But the idea of getting up, you get up. When you get up, daylight, and you do your stuff for a while, you know, for a few hours, and then you rest for a couple hours, and then you get up and you do your stuff again until dark, and then you may eat something and then lay down for a few hours, and then you get up and it's quiet and you. You read, you pray, you talk to your family, you, and then you go back to sleep for a while and you get back up in the daylight again and, and you're all again, right? And they've done studies that that's really what people end up doing when they don't have a regimented schedule like most of us have. Right? Most of us have that regimented schedule. I Look, I despise the alarm clock despise it i do everything in my power not to use my alarm clock if i wake up and i try it's very hard since i you know a lot of mornings we have to get up really early and and i go to bed late so i don't get enough sleep so i have to use an alarm which i hate but if you're on a regular schedule which i was for a number of years i set my mind clock so that i wake up and it's before my alarm goes off Or I stopped, for a while, I stopped even setting my alarm because I would just get up. I just, I can't take it. I just hate it so much. And I love when I wake up now and it's like even just like two minutes before the alarm to go off. Oh, good. I don't have to hear it. I I despise it. So the studies are that you go back to that segmented sleep plan for life. But do you really, you know, that's, that's doing life without regimentation and, electricity and maybe a a job. Mm. Okay, I'll use my alarm clock. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss and stew a nice door a special door a beautiful door. door phenomenal door. it's a phenomenal door it's a terrific door it's a it's a door of doors it's gonna be a winning door you're gonna get tired of winning this door is gonna be so winning you're gonna get tired of it you'll be tired of the door because it wins so often <laughs> it's a winning door it's a winning terrific special terrific phenomenal door pat and stew weekdays at 5 p.m eastern on the blaze radio network